humans, and welcome to episode 401 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are sitting at home believing that magic is dead or you're, you know, sitting at home actually playing magic, we are here for you. You know what? We'll take anyone. As long as you're not a raging jerk, you're welcome. Yes. It sounded it sounded like instead of being like, you're welcome to be part of Good Luck High Five, it's like, you're welcome for this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, it sounded like you are going to say, as long as you're not a raging ravine, you <laughs> are too. welcome. No raging ravines here. No, sorry. Hey, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we finally got a hot mo to talk about Zendikar Rising. That's right, because I cannot stop drafting it. It is so... So fun. So we are going to talk all about the draft experience because it's a blast. Because there's been two weeks when we haven't been able to talk about it because last week was our musical episode, which if you haven't heard, by the way, we recommend. Yes, we do. Um, And so now we finally get a chance to talk about the brand new set that's out here, our experience and what we learned at the pre-release and what we've learned about drafting it since. And then we'll dive into some standard next episode. I really wish that we didn't recommend our own musical episode. You know what? It was Skip our, it. Well, 400 was our musical <laughs> episode, which we do not recommend. You know, sometimes I wonder if we should be recommending episode 100 to people. <laughs> uh, probably not, honestly. I mean, it I was don't not the quality of our current ones. <laughs> We've learned some things over those 300 yes. episodes, honestly. Thank goodness. What if we hadn't? Yeah. Uh, that yeah, would be so true. a travesty. Speaking of travesties. <laughs> oh, no. Kid, Kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Thank you so much to everyone who's the patron. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, we really like to just kick them in the pants. No. No, no. no. How about this? Speaking of travesties, thank you to Travis, a brand new patron over on Patreon. (laughs) Sure. Slash CLHF Magic. Well, I'm sure one of you is named Travis. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone who is a patron of the show for making what we do possible. Um, Every, literally every single day, it warms our cold dead hearts every time <laughs> someone becomes a new patron my of the heart's show. been dead since 1983 yeah exactly wasn't Same. even born so technically <laughs> i mean anyways um if you are not yet a patron consider becoming one you can yeah. join our discord which is a lovely place to talk about all things magic and honestly a lot of things not magic anything see pe- photos of people's pets talk about board games talk about arena um just a, a lot of things that you can talk about yeah really excellent benefits we're sending out a whole bunch of new patreon rewards as well Mm -hmm. there's different reward tiers that you get for signing up um with some really awesome uh swag as a thank you gift for being a patron because the real gift is continuing you to do the show oh and also you oh seriously Uh, thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. There is a fall chill in the air today here. Lovely. And I wore my uh, Card Kingdom like Letterman. Letterman hoodie, and it is so comfy and warm, and I feel cool when They're I wear so it. They're so cool. And if you check out their website, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, they've got two sizes left, extra small and 4X in this yes. Letterman jacket. Megan, yours is an XS? I wear an an X small. Okay, so there and you go. I am 5'5". Five, five. 
This is this is your yeah. if you look like this. If you look like me, <laughs> if you dye your hair or have tattoos or are wearing stripes today, you will wear that that jacket can get just fine. Excess. Yeah. They're super cool and they've got a bunch of other gear too, like really cool shirts and then of mm-hmm. course everything you need for magic from singles and Zendikar Rising boxes, whatever you want, that new commander product that's coming out, Card yeah. Kingdom has got it. And we've got to announce the winner of our Zendikar party giveaway. That's right, Maria. in store credit. The winner I am happy to announce is at Snuggle Foxes. Thank you so much for your Zendikar party tweet. What a, what a cute tweet playing a socially distant and socially distant, small S M O L. I love it. Look, I'm sorry. If you put S M O L small in a tweet, (laughs) like I will love it no matter what (laughs) pre-release at home with a friend. Megan even got to be a cat. Oh, it's so so cute. Obviously, It's so cute. I'm biased, but yeah. And so they're the proud winner of $50 of, store credit over at card kingdom um we love card kingdom and thank you to them for sponsoring this giveaway absolutely oh great times great times great oldies something else we have to say that's coming back this episode (laughs) it's not great times great oldies what is it great times golden oldies in my radio stations great times with good times great oldies gosh what was it that sounds wrong something something like that maybe well you can't just say great twice What did your radio station say? What kind of lawless uh, <laughs> wasteland Good is times, this? Great oldies. That was definitely it. You think so? Yes. I think it's well, great maybe, times golden oldies. Maybe your radio station growing up was great times golden oldies. I'm pretty sure it's syndicated. <laughs> it's just all one. <laughs> I don't know. No matter what, <laughs> we do have an oldie coming back, which is story time with Megan this episode. Yes, that's right. Uh, so get ready for that. Plus, like we said, some Zendikar draft talk. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Cracks knuckles. <laughs> Just kidding. I've literally never cracked a knuckle in my life. What you had to have? No, I can't do it. Not even every once in a while when it just like really. No. You know. That finger really needed it. It won't go. Okay. I've had my knuckles forcibly cracked before. What? Which is just a horrifying experience. What did, was someone torturing you? They were just like, I'm like, probably said I can't crack my knuckles. And they're like, yes, you can. Ah. And it just hurt very bad. No, that's not nice. I don't like that. It was not nice. I don't like that at all. I think I read somewhere that it's genetic, but that seems very strange. That does seem strange. But if you told me that earlobes were genetic, I would also think that was weird. Or rolling your tongue into a little circle. I can't. Mm. I can't do that. My sister can do the trips. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I know that this isn't interesting if you're listening. Watching you attempt it, though, is just pure gold. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Okay, it's time to talk Zendikar Rising Limited. Yes. So I wanted to start out by talking about a couple of cards that have really impressed me. Some overperformers, if you will. Uh, The one that really comes to mind, both having it played against me and playing it myself, is Attended Healer. Okay. Uh, This is three and a white for a 2-3 core cleric. Uh, Whenever you gain life for the first time each turn, create a 1-1 white cat creature token. Great. Two and a white, another target cleric gains lifelink until end of turn. Yeah, this card seems very this strong. This card is very good. Oh, it's so nice if you have a little core celebrant out, which is the one for um, that when it or another creature enters the battlefield, you gain a life. Yeah. Like you play a creature, you gain a life. So you get a cat. So yep. you gain another life. It's 
it's kind of a nonstop loop with this cleric's deck. Yeah. Uh, the black white cleric's deck is one of the ones that I've been saying, pe- seeing people say is really, really good. Yeah. I unfortunately have never gotten it. Ooh, I have drafted it a couple of times because and it is quite th- good. people are stealing it from me around the table. That's true. I think it is one of the more popular decks right now, which does lower its power level some. Yes. Because I do think that if, if there's anything that's overdrafted at the moment, clerics is probably up there in terms of what's being overdrafted. Yeah, but you'd never expect a little one for to really go the distance but it is necessary Those core in this celebrants this deck and they do yeah and they yeah. block everything for a very they long block time everything for a lifetime a lifetime <laughs> um obviously one of the other hallmark uncommons of this is the black white um, oh man i'm playing that card in standard yes. hello cleric of life's bond this is the uh black white for a 2-2 vampire cleric whenever another cleric enters the battlefield under your control you gain one life whenever you gain life for the first time each turn put a plus one plus one counter on cleric of life's bond i love it it's it's excellent so good um like if I pick up one of these early, it definitely like pushes me towards clerics. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, people know that they need to like pin it down early. So it's a big target for removal. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, but yeah. And then like that black white deck just has like, right. There's like Nahiri's binding. Um, there's whatever the, the instant is. Um, do you mean the one that counts your party and then yes. doubles it? No, the one that counts your party as a discount to its cost. It's black four to black instant destroy target creature planeswalker costs costs one two yeah Mm -hmm. deathly alliance deathly alliance yes that's it um anyways and also yeah like right there's just like there's tons of removal this uncommon and the attended healer um and then there's like the um the three two for three that when you gain a life an opponent loses a life Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? Like it's just, there's so many ways to get damage through in the clerics deck or like get those last points done. Something I really like um, about this deck Marauding too, Blight Priest is yes, what I was thinking of. Is the, is the fact that it's a life gain deck, but in a kind of a different way than we've seen in recent sets. And yep. also it's viable and limited. Like yep. a lot of times life gain has just been incidental or whatever. And even sometimes they've tried to push it, but this seems mm. to me the most successful iteration that I've seen in recent memory. Yeah. And I think it's because all of the axes that it that it focuses yeah. on, right? You have like the clerics that get counters. Yep. So you can make big creatures. You have the celebrant and the cler- clerics as different ways to like gain life. You have the attended healer, which makes cats. Great. And you can give things lifelink. Like that's yes. really the text on that card that is very important. You have this bre- blight priest that can drain people out. Like yeah. it's just really, it's, it's quite good. Um, it has a lot of like different ways that it can function. Very cool. Let me ask you a question about something from the cleric's deck. Yes. So there has been some amulets and vials running around. Yeah. Let me ask you about the one specifically with clerics, which I think is the vial. It is fine, but you do not need it. Okay. Yeah. And where you can like sacrifice your creatures to draw yeah. cards and stuff. Exactly. And if you have a cleric, then like whenever a creature you control dies, um, you gain one and your opponent loses right. one. Right. I would say like it's nice if you can get it, um, but I like I don't feel like I need it to make this cleric deck happen. Yeah, it's like it's a fun tool. It's a you, fun if tool. You get it, which is my nickname yeah. in college. Um. 
Um, I halfway mentioned it too because I have, yeah. I'm so sad I haven't gotten to draft this. But the other version, the amulet vial, is the one that you play in Wizards. Yes. And it gets a counter every time you cast a wizard, instant or sorcery. And which that one is, I think is way more critical to oh that. Oh my deck. gosh. It is basically every card in your deck, right? Yes. And is going to trigger this thing. And if you can get it down somewhat early in the game, even late, I don't even care. because This card is so it's good. It's very good. You don't have to sacrifice it to deal the damage. No. That's what's crazy no, about this card. you just take card. the counters off it and you're like, boom, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. It's like, it is very good. So speaking of the Wizards yeah. deck, my issue so far with blue red yeah is that one i think that wizards needs some payoff like that to really be good like you kind of need that thing you need the the vial yeah um it's not like because otherwise there's not a ton of payoffs for having a bunch of wizards there's like the four four for four in a blue that gets flying when you cast um, um there's the one that draws a card when you have if you have a wizard in play yes. when it dies which is um there's sad. like one that like you can draw and discard there's the one that pings okay that one is actually quite good um the one that pings but like oh, okay i had them backwards the vial is the cleric's one. Oh yeah the vial and then the, the amulet, amulet relic amulet relic amulet is the one so i wizards. think like you need, right? Like clerics can function because there's, again, like I said, there's such a wide number of things that make it good. Um, and I feel like wizards has a little bit more potential to like not quite come together if you don't get the right uncommons. You know, what I've noticed is um, too, playing, speaking of this amulet, if you're playing wizards, you they're blue, yeah. right? So you can play this card even in blue-black, mm -hmm. which is kind of the rogue's color. But I played it in blue-black. It doesn't matter because there's so yeah. many good instants in the set, like Return to the Royal or whatever. Yeah, Into the Royal. Into the Royal. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I still think the card is so strong. I've My opponents have played it, and I'm like, well, I can't win. <laughs> yeah, like it is exceptionally good. And so you're less likely to get it. Yes. Um. So yeah, and I will say, right, like, the problem is as you're drafting it with blue red is also there's some like thundering spark mage sure is the three and a red for a two two and when it comes into play it deals x damage to target creature where x is the number of creatures in your party yeah so like blue red you kind of have to pick a path early and if you end up on the wrong one it's like it's just not going to be as good right it could go the party direction where you're using cards like that to deal damage um, based on the number of creatures in your party. Sure. Or you want it to be super wizards heavy and have everything be a wizard because you have the amulet um, and you have all these other wizards payoffs. But it's it can be difficult to like you know determine at the beginning of the draft if you're kind of ending up in one of those. You don't know which of those uncommon payoff cards you're going to get. Um, and so it's a little bit more difficult, I think. Do you want to um, go through the archetypes to talk about um, what's impressed us or just like um, some colors? Um, let's talk about some archetypes. Like, let's, let's keep going on this archetype train. All right. So we've got blue, red wizards. We've yes. got an, um, black, white clerics. We've talked about blue, black rogues, but not briefly in depth. Yes. Because um, we've both Great had deck. huge success with this deck. Yes. I oh. am of the opinion that this is the most powerful deck that I played with. Yeah. Um, and it has access to just such great cards. We mentioned Into the Royal. I mean, it's yeah. Blink of an Eye yeah. <laughs> from Dominaria if you played that set. It's just everything you ever could possibly want in a magic card. It's so good. It bounces and it draws you a card. Um, 
Yeah, I love rogues. What I think I love most about rogues is that I can't remember the last time a tempo strategy was so good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's what it is. Blue Black Rogues is all tempo. Like you're playing little creatures and you're just trying to keep them off their plan long enough for you to win the game. And I can't remember the last time it was so wildly successful because it really is. A card that's like pure, pure tempo is something like Glacial Grasp. Yes. That comes to mind, which is a two and a blue tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step draw card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where normal in some sets, you're like, I don't want to play that. It reminds me of Time of Ice. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But if you've got a really uh, nice tempo strategy going with your rogues deck, totally fine inclusion. Yeah. Um, because rogues have like that mill sub theme. Yeah. I've actually really liked in blue, black only anti-cognition, which is one in a blue for an instant counter target creature or planeswalker spell. Unless it's controller pays two. If an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard, instead counter that spell, then scry two. Oh, nice. Like so often this card is like just, it's just Just a a hard counter and you use it late in the game when they're just like trying to establish something to block. And you're like, nope, sorry. And maybe that's the secret of the rogues deck. Not You're not necessarily going to be able to mill them out, which is kind of what the yeah. trick is. Like, oh, I'm milling you out. But, you know, that's really nope. hard to do in games of limited. Um, so maybe the kind of the under the table rogues uh, secret is they actually want to be a tempo deck. Yeah. With a mill kind of like on a the sub, side. Yeah, like the mill is like just to get the enablers, right? There's like the blue, black one, three that if they have eight or more cards in their library or in their uh, graveyard, your rogues get plus one plus Oh, great. Like you just want it for stuff like that, for like that bonus for this anti-cognition bonus. Right. It's not necessarily about milling. It's just about bubble snare. I just looked at that card and I'm like, it's just so good. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to mention one of my favorite rogues, which uh, you'll see a lot of, Oh, hold on. Rooster Drakes, you need to take it. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, wait. Just FYI. We, we haven't talked about this one yet, but okay. we'll talk about this deck. So like, okay. let's oh, finish okay. up talking about rogues. And then we'll do and that. And then we'll get to it. Okay, okay. great. <laughs> Seafuller Stalker is one I wanted to yes. point out in rogues. So this is a little common. for It's a 2-3 for 2 and a blue. You can pay 4 and a blue to give it plus 1, plus 0 oh until end of turn, and it can't be blocked, which is a way I've definitely won a lot of games. But yeah. the ability costs one less to cast, or excuse me, one less to activate for each creature in your party. Mm-hmm. So you're likely going to get a discount of 1, 2 on it, at least. Yeah. Um, I just, I think this card's solid. It's It has closed out a lot of games for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally that kind of like tempo-y strategy. Yeah. But you have access to such great stuff. Um, yeah. Can I just mention this card for a second? Yes. My favorite deck I've drafted in this format involved Tazim Royal Mage. Oh, you remember yep. this friend? Two in a, two in a, a one in a blue for a two one, and you can kick it for four extra mana, and you can get back an instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah. So I had like a billion of these, and then I had the control magic, but it's a sorcery. What the heck is that oh, card yeah. called? Oh uh, yeah. Um, Lull Mages something or other. Yeah. Lull Mages Domination. Wow. Which is X blue, blue, blue. It's a sorcery. It costs three less to cast if it targets a creature whose controller has eight or more cards in their graveyard. So once again, that mill sub theme. Gain control of target creature with converted mana cost X. So what I would do is just keep stealing their creatures and then keep returning Low Mage's domination to my hand with Tazim Royal Mage. I feel like after the first time you do it, I would just concede. I mean, like, like, seriously, I mean, there's no way they can come back from that, right? Yeah. So. Um, I will, like... Speaking of the tempo advantage of this deck, yeah. 
I think it's highlighted by the fact that the card Zulaport Duelist is actually good in the Rogues deck. Yeah. I played two copies of it in a deck that went 7-1. Great. And if you were to tell me that a one-mana 1-1 one, one <laughs> was going to be in my most successful draft deck, two copies, be I'd like, be like, Get you're out. off your rocker. Like, Get out. No, absolutely not. But like, it has flash. It mills them two cards. Like, it'll get that bonus from the 1-3 if you have it. Uh, there's, like, plenty There's plenty of, like, X ones in this set where it can just flash in and trade or, like, eat something early on. Oh, yeah. It is, like, what a world that we're living in <laughs> where this card is good. Um, the other card that surprised me in this deck yeah. is Expedition Skulker. Okay. Which is the one in a black for a 2-2 rogue uh, when it... It has death touch as long as you control another rogue. Oh, yeah. I get in so much damage with people who are just like, I don't want to trade my better creature with your dumb 2-2 death touch. <laughs> because like in the rogue yeah. deck, it just, it's a 2-2 death touch for two. And they're like, no. no. And you're like, well, then I'm going to keep attacking you with it. Or just like wait for the green creatures to come down and be like. Exactly. You and you're like, I will, I will block them all day. Speaking of green creatures. Yes. I want to mention this next deck, which Ooh, yeah. is green, black counters. Oh, yeah. So I played against this the other day. If you were the person, congratulations. I was a huge fan of your deck. This deck I saw was involving <clears throat> Hagra Constrictor. Mm-hmm. This is a zero zero, but a Ganders with two plus one plus one counters on for three mana. Each creature you control the plus one plus one counter on it has menace. Yes. So what they did is created an entire menace army with <laughs> all of these Hogra constrictors plus ways to put plus one plus one counters on it. So they yeah. have, of course, stuff with kicker and green often comes in. The with Narlids. The Narlids. The Narlid family. Yeah. I mean, it was so cool. Like the green land that's or that yep. puts a plus one plus one yep, counter on exactly. something. Exactly. That was in the deck. Ooh, the uncommon <sighs> Moss Pit Skeleton. Moss Pit Skeleton is so good. It's so good. Yeah, definitely goes like, in this really deck. really excellent. So this is another one that's on my list of I want to try drafting it. Yeah. That you don't need a splashy rare to draft around. Yeah. Which is kind of, side note, my draft problem is I love to draft around my pack one pick one. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. I'm like, ooh, let me open a super cool rare and I'm going to make a great deck around it. Yeah. It's not how you're supposed to draft. I but. am... On the opposite end of the spectrum, because <laughs> I love when a format is not rare driven. Well, this one and isn't. And it's not. That's no. what I was about to say. Yeah. The number of times that I have eked out a victory and I look across the battlefield and my opponent has two rares in play yeah, like, <laughs> and I have literally not played a single rare and yeah. I beat them. Like, I love that feeling. So good. Um Which I mean, like the, the downside of it is that sometimes you get to play a cool rare and then you lose anyway and you're like, oh, come on, come on. But, like, it's just, I love that about a format. I love when draft strategy is not about rares, and the success of games is not about rares. Absolutely, um, I found so that to be cool. true. It's so satisfying. I think it's part of what makes this format so good right now. Yeah. Is that it is absolutely the case. And talk about rewarding synergy, too. In a good, solid draft deck, we're not just loading it up with creatures like... Well, I put a solid curve in. I've got some dudes. Mm -hmm. I play my rares. Do I win? No, not in Zendikar Rising. Yeah. This deck had oh. no, like, quote unquote, great, amazing creatures. Yeah. It was just Didn't like, it was just doing its synergy thing. Yeah, it was really cool. Speaking of green, I have been wildly impressed by the ability of green white to be a full party deck. Yes, absolutely. Um, I played against someone the other day who. I'm trying to remember what card that they had that rewarded having a full party. Was it, the, was it the little one drop rare? 
It might have been. That uh, we were like, watch oh, wait, out no, for this it card. wasn't that one. Archpriest no. of Iona. But it is stuff like, like again, talking about like it not being about rares, allied assault. Yeah. Like I da- drafted a green white deck where the majority of my wins came from just swinging in with everything and giving two creatures plus four plus four. So sick. Like that's, that's so good. So good. <laughs> and it's just really cool because you have, there's like the wiz- the three, three wizard that draws each player a card when yep. it comes into play for wizards. There's obviously lots of clerics in white, like across, I've, I've just been so impressed by how between those two colors, there were times when I didn't even really aim to draft a full party deck. But it just and it, and it would happen. Yeah, it just some sometimes it just happens. Like I've been shocked when I'm sitting there on the battlefield. I'm like, oh wait, I have a full party. Yeah, a Maria captain. That's cool. a really great. That's an uncommon. Yeah, uh, great payoff card. It puts so many counters on it. The card's excellent. <laughs> um, Kabira Outrider, honestly. Yeah. Which is the warrior that Solid. comes in and it gives something plus one, plus one for each creature of, in your party until end of turn. Journey to Oblivion. Hello. Pay yes. two mana for that. There have been times when I've cast, this is in black, white, but I cast that black instant removal spell yeah. for one mana. <laughs> One mana, instant, destroy target creature, Planeswalker. Seems powerful. Is busted. Seems pretty good. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, it's so, so cool. Um, Practiced Tactics. This is a common um, that is very good. Oh yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier. This is, no, this is the card that I was thinking of. The green-white deck that had the crazy payoff. They played like three copies of this. Yes. Maybe even more. I I want to say that they cost like four. In my deck last night. And... One mana, again, one, one mana. mana, deal eight damage. Yep. Eight. There's nothing you can do about eight damage. It just it just happens. happens. I've heard people say they're a little upset that this card exists in white because it's not a very white ability to just kill something. <laughs> deal damage to something, I should say. Um, but no, but it's like the classic, like, attacking or blocking creature one. Yep. You attacking know? or blocking. It does need to be attacking or blocking, all right, people? Yeah. Exactly. Um, All right, people. Have you played the green-white landfall deck? Um, No, but I got completely stomped by it the other night. (laughs) I have drafted the second number of times, probably because I'm just such a creature fan, and this deck is, like, all about creatures. Like, woof, Candy (laughs) Jerboa. Oh, yeah. Love it. Wow. Let's talk about the uncommon, though, from this, because I want to specifically call it out. Yeah. Marasa Root Grazer. They had this. Yep. Again. It wrecked me. Yeah, this card, if it comes down and is unchecked in this deck specifically, it will probably win them the game. Yes, they had Canyon Jerboa and this. You can get two, you get two yep. landfall triggers. Boop, boop. That little mouse is going to pump up your team by two. And they they always had a land because at, my, at the end of my turn, they would just put one back in their hand and you're like, all I needed was for you to not draw a land, but you don't but have to you draw don't one. Have you have to because you've got the root grazer. Oh, yeah. yeah. In my so deck good. last night, again, I had two Canyon Jerboas on the battlefield and also this Marasa root grazer. So let's just say my opponent said, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. And it was. Yeah, this is a fun deck. Uh, really rewards you for doing exactly what you want to do in Magic the Gathering. Just make your land drops. Yeah. Um, but it helps you out and gives you fun little ways to deal with it, like this root grazer, like yeah. the two-two flying bird that lets you return a land to your hand. Mm-hmm. So you can get some more triggers, you know, with your like little kid two, three kitty cat that gets counters for when yeah. every time you p- play a land, that kind of thing. Oh man. I feel like this format has led to more uses of the emote nice than any other format. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> 
I want to see the data. I feel like, because like you just it said, could. your opponents had nice, like the number of times that when I played like the clerics mm. deck, right? Because it's so synergy focused. Yeah. There's so many opportunities for even in a mini way for you to like go off. And then your opponent says nice. I'm just saying that I think now that I think about it and you said that your opponent said nice, I was like, now that I think about it, my, my <gasps> opponents have said nice more times than Whoa, usual. Okay. Okay. Magic, magic arena team. We need we to know. We need to know. <laughs> our uses of the emote nice. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? It would even mean more for this set because there's those new weird emotes yes. in this set, which I just generally like the he drawn with the heart. That's what I respond to everything. Yeah. But the other day, someone called me out on Twitter because I was playing them. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have those other weird like swarm rise or whatever. And I was like, what do they even do? Because sometimes your pet will interact with them. Yeah. So I said one of them and they this person tweeted at me and they're like, I can't believe Maria taunted me while I was missing land <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I just wanted to see what this emote did. That's so funny. <laughs> Likely story. Come on, Maria. Likely story, wow. Maria. Rude. <laughs> so rude. rude. But you mentioned you want to talk about the kicker deck. Green, blue kicker. Yes. Oh, it's spicy. What a treat. Roost of Drakes. Oh. The number of times I've lost to that card is exceptionally high. Oh, yeah. That card is nuts. If your opponent gets that down early and you haven't won the game already, get ready to lose because that's the next thing that's happening. I mean, a lot of times people will just play it on the first turn without even kicking it because yes. they know that they're just going to It's just like it doesn't matter. With it. I, don't, I don't need the Drake from it because no. I'm going to make... 80 million drakes card is exceptional it's so good um i think it's supported by the fact that you have things like lull mages familiar yep. which gain you life which is sometimes like the downside of these decks that want to cast expensive stuff because yeah. everything with kicker is obviously more expensive yeah um but this is like oh you can shore up your life total with things like these little mages familiars um and just get the job fine. done it is this deck is so good, and every time... I do think it's a little bit harder to get. You do need... Like, Roost of Drakes, you need um, if, to, to be super successful. Yeah, I think so. You need that, or you need a rare, like, Verizol or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Um, You can't just do it. Like, uh, I, I don't know that it's good enough without stuff like that. It's funny that we mentioned the white-green landfall deck, but it's probably supposed to be green-red, by the way. Yes. Just saying. Uh, do you want to talk about a deck I've never drafted yet? Green, red. Green, red. <laughs> Me either. Even though I've wanted to, every time I see the little red, green, um, uncommon, hasty elemental. Oh, hasty elemental? Yeah, the little hasty elemental. Um, go up. Where is he? Because he... Oh, there yeah. he is. Brush fire elemental. But do you know what? It just doesn't happen. I just never fell into this deck either. Me neither. You know what other one I haven't fallen into? Red, white. Ooh, I got... Again, completely wasted by a red-white deck the was other day. Was it like day. an equipment deck? No, it was a red-white warriors. It had this oh, Kargan War Leader. Oh, cool. Which is the 3-3 three, three other warriors you get control, get plus one, plus one. Nice. They they got me good. It was just, it was so fast. Oh, yeah. That'll be blazing speed. Yeah. What, did they just play a lot of like small creatures? Tons of small creatures and then like tons of tricks. Well, there's the warrior that gets a counter every time you attack with it and another yes. warrior. Like they had that. Ooh. Um, Spooky. This again, this war leader. I want to say that they had more than one copy of the Cargan war leader. Sure. Because again, like, I don't think it's a very highly drafted deck. No, I don't think so either. So you have a higher chance of getting stuff like that if you're in it. 
Blue white um, is highlighted by the card Linvala Shield of Seagate. Mm-hmm. And I had this card the other day and I like, I'm like I am, wanted to play my rare mm-hmm. and I did. And I had party with it. I got a full party, Ooh. which when wow. you get a full party, this card arrests something on your opponent's side, meaning you can't attack with it, block that it, its abilities can't be activated um, for a turn. And it's just like... <laughs> That's busted. <laughs> busted. That's really rude. It was so rude. Linvala, get out of here. Yeah. Nobody asked you nope. to come on down and start arresting people in the middle of the street. How dare you? How dare you? The other blue-white card, uh, uncommon, that I love, which is also a party card. <laughs> you is mean Sphinx's Revelation. Sphinx's Revelation. For uh, white-blue, for an instant, this spell costs one less to cast for each creature in your party. You gain three life and draw three cards. Spoils of adventure. It's so good. This card is very 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 fun and this was also yes. in my I had two copies in my in my lone vala deck yeah. and it was it is, great it is very good i had someone cast this and they were in like three color i want to say and then they got it back with tazim royal mage sick oh they were they were also <laughs> playing roost of drakes oh boy wow yep Ooh. so i mean like in case you can't t- like we're just so excited. Yes, this draft, draft format, format is excellent. If you haven't it's tried it so out, good. we cannot recommend it highly enough. It is so fun. And oh, what a blast. Just just, just excellent. There's just a myriad of things to be able to do in different color combinations that are really fun. And you can just be creative with your deck building, mm-hmm. which I think is something that we always look look for. The build around uncommons are really, really high quality. Yeah. And the payoff They're is excellent. there for taking them. Oh, it's and I feel like um, this is also a format where you're definitely rewarded for uh, reading signals. Yes, because like we've been saying, it's so synergy focused. You want to get as many of the synergistic pieces as you can, and the way you're going to accomplish that yep. is by knowing which seat you're in. Yes, so make sure to read those signals from the people passing to you, and take a note of which cards and in what what colors you're being passed, mm-hmm. so that you can make appropriate decisions on which direction your draft is going. Because again, like. One of the hallmarks of this being such a good draft format is that even though, like we said, I do feel like Rogues is a very powerful deck. Yeah. If you are trying to force Rogues in your seat, it's like that, then it's not going to be good if it's not, if that's not what's open in your seat. That's a great other way to think about it. Don't force it because your deck will be bad. Yes. You won't be able to get the pieces you need for the synergy like we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And you'll just end up with like what in a normal draft set might be passable, which is a pile of cards. Yeah. Not so in this format. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, I thinking about it, I have lost to an excellent deck of every color pair. Yeah. Um, It's not about... Yeah, again, it's not about the rares. And the games are good. Yes, and the games are good. Oh, I think one ah. reason for that, too, is the flip cards, the modal double face cards in oh, this yeah. set. Really? Um, you've got to be taking those pretty highly. Um, that's my recommendation to you because of how strong they are mm-hmm. in the format for you not to flood out later on. Yes. And for you to make your land drops early. I have certainly lost to flooding quite a few times. Yeah. Like lost so. games. Yeah. So like, it's a good, think about it. yeah. it's a good investment. It's a good thing. It means you play more of the cards that you take um, in the end. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. I, this makes me so sad because I really want to see this at premier level play. Can you imagine a pro tour with this draft format? Draft this, Maria. I want it so bad. I know. I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, thinking gosh. of like the times that we've gotten to see pro players draft the really excellent draft sets. Just like really cool. There's like nothing 
as satisfying. No, I love it. When it comes to I pro play. It. It's so good. So I don't know who needs to make this happen, but please. I want it. I want to see it happen so bad. Yeah, it, it just makes a tournament yeah. so much more fun, too, to have multiple formats like this. And I know the one coming up is, but I want a limited portion, okay? Yes. <sighs> um, anyway. And, you know, I think it highlights what we've been talking about a lot in the last couple of months as um, some of the constructed formats have been through tumultuous times. Yes. That even though there have certainly been missteps when it comes to power level of cards, and power level of the constructed, um, WoW has limited been good. It has been excellent. We are like, we have been living through the heyday of limited play. Honestly, we have. And like, I You're think in it, is, right now. it is wrong to not take a moment to stop and appreciate that. And if you have always been a grouch about limited one, how did you end up on this podcast? I don't know. We talk a lot about limited. Yeah. Um, but like, why? Why do you not like it? Because I don't know what there is to not like about this right now. It's, it's fantastic. So satisfying. And all of these past Ugh. sets have just been an absolute blast to play. Yeah. And uh, big ups to the designers behind these who've worked on yeah. the limited sets and made them such wonderful environments. It's to the point where I even like playing Historic right now. I've been playing Best of One Historic with yeah. the Mono Black God Pharaoh's gift deck. Great. So fun. Great time. Oh, yeah. Great, great deck to play. I don't even want to play it. Because the draft is so good. all I want to do is draft. <laughs> Drafting is the only thing. Hey, Megan, there might be a song in our episode 400 that's just for you. That's just for me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've had success with a certain uh, niche archetype in Zendikar Horizon, please send us a tweet at GLHF Magic. We would love to hear about it. We'd love to see your awesome draft decks. Yeah. Let us see those screen grabs because, mm -hmm. yeah, there's there's so many possibilities. Yeah. And we know all you out there are super creative Please tweet them builders. with the hashtag Zendikar is hot. <laughs> all right, Megan, it's time for story time for, with Megan. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to this segment. Um, we have not been here in a very long time. Yes. You know, snuggle up under a little blanket. Get yourself <laughs> a mug of tea or hot cocoa. I need you to light that pumpkin cider. flavored candle. Flavored Pumpkin flavored candles. <laughs> Do you all not eat your candles? Hmm. Um, You're supposed to light them and like like drink the and wax, then drink right? Drink the wax. That's why it gets liquid. This Don't is not a medical podcast. It's not a medical podcast. Listen, kids. Do not drink candles. You will be miserable and wildly unhappy. It will be very bad. Adults too, but I feel like kids probably. Do you know how many mood points my mood improves when there is a pumpkin? Scented. <laughs> I had to think there for a second. Candle that's lit. Wow. Probably so much? out of 10. Probably like five. Wow. I love them so yeah. much. I have a really um, amazingly scented. Um, it's pine and lavender. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Anyways. Relax yourself. It smells so good. Um, and I love it. It's from Queen City Crete. C-R-E-T-E. -E, which like is island? concrete. Oh, well, because she's a concrete, concrete worker in North Carolina, I want to say. And it's kind of expensive to buy her stuff elsewhere in the U.S. and ship it. But I did because her stuff is gorgeous. And she makes like she mixes all of these scents for her oh, own candles. Great. And she has a fall line of scented candles right now. And her work is beautiful. Anyways, check it out. I want to make it. Especially candle. if you're in North Carolina, in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the story has returned. Yes. To Daily Sorry. MTG. <laughs> 
Speaking of candles, the story, the the flame is burning over on uh, Daily MTG with story. And so we've got the Zendikar story and you don't have to go through all the tough work of reading it because Megan's done it for you. That's right. There are four chapters so far. We're just going to talk about one right now. Let's go. So that we have more story time for the future. So we are back on Zendikar, obviously. And this chapter centers around Nahiri and Nyssa, who both consider themselves to be the guardian of Zendikar. Awkward. Weird. So Nahiri is painted as like this. She's an ancient core, right? She's been around for millennia. Yeah. I don't know. She's timeless. Um, (laughs) She is timeless. Anyways. And like she's a lithomancer, so she can like move stone. She She can can lithomance. She can lithomance. Exactly. Obviously, we all know Nyssa. Um, She's an elf. She's very tied to like the elementals of the plane. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So they are looking. Nahiri's like, hey, I have... I'm searching for something that can stop the royal on Zendikar because the royal is basically like these enormous plane wide constant earthquakes that are always happening and breaking everything up and, and shifting why the land. The and islands bubbling. are in the air. Exactly. Um, and she's like, the ancient core had something that could fix this. Mm. And they're both just like, yes, we want to. They both have a lot of guilt. A lot of this is about how guilty they feel. Oh, there's survivor's because, guilt? No, about like how they both feel responsible that this happened to Zendikar. Because Nahiri is like, way back in the day, I should have told Soren and Eugene, no, you can't trap the Eldrazi here. Trap them elsewhere. Okay. And Nyssa was one of the people who accidentally freed the... Wait, no, she did it on purpose. She thought they would go somewhere else. Anyways, so Nyssa... And Nyssa does also have survivor's guilt about Gideon. Yeah. I didn't like this part of it where she kept being like, what would Gideon do right now? (laughs) And then she'd try and be like more assertive. And I'm like, I am over this. Anyways, what so, would Gideon do? He'd wax his chest. Exactly. Um, so they're exploring this thing called the Skyclave, which is like an enormous old core fortress um, that's been like re-revealed because of the royal. Fortress. Fortress, exactly. So it's huge. It's made of stone. The royal is happening. So there, it's kind of like an, a fun Indiana Jones vibe, to be Ooh. fair. It did have like a very, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, we're going hunting for artifacts. Isn't archaeology cool, kids? This should be in a museum. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyways, so they they go, there's, you know, they're searching, searching, searching. And then um, Nahiri is like listening to the stone. So it tells her where to go. But then eventually she can't find it. So Nyssa makes this elemental, which is like this living creature of vines and stuff. And it guides them towards it. Whoa. And she finds um, like a key that's part of finding what I think is called the Lithomancer's core. Okay. C-O-R-E. Not to be, just, you know. I can't anyways. keep up with this. The Lithomancer's core. But this is this key is only a part. Okay. And Nahiri gets the key finally in the center of this clave after the elemental leads them there. And there's this whole thing, like Nissa talks about how like elementals are actually alive. Like they're not just an amalgamation of like um, an automaton. Yes, exactly. Mindless. Um, and so like the royal So Nissa is a god. Uh, yeah, she does make living <laughs> things. Anyways, so like the royal starts happening way down below them, and Nahiri uses this piece of the key to quell the royal mm. um, per, like permanently in that spot. Whoa. But the elemental dies. It like burns to ash as a result of this happening. And Nyssa is like, 
hey, if this is what it means to stop the royal, we can't like, do we that. We can't do that. And here he's like, you don't understand. Back in my day, there was no royal. And the core had these like huge, beautiful cities. And there were like tens of thousands of people and all this artistry of the core. And it was beautiful. And Nissa is like, part of my Zendikar is beautiful too. And if like the royal is like part of what lives in these elementals, that's also a beautiful thing. And you can't kill that to get back what you had. Yeah. And Nahiri's like, I'm gonna. <laughs> Of course. Because it's Nahiri. It's Nahiri. We all know I love Nahiri. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta love her. They get in a fight, um, and then Nahiri makes like a giant stone wall between the two of them so that they can't fight. Um, and Nissa planes walks to Ravnica to tell Jace about what's happening, and she's like, I'm having this problem. And they have a, a classic like miscommunication that's not really a miscommunication, just like she's being she's just being badly communicative about what she's feeling and, Jace and what is she like, wants. And Jace is like, what do you want from me? And this is like, never mind. <laughs> Which is like, it's so dumb. I like that you what have happens. to planeswalk to talk to another planeswalker. There is no interplanar texting. No, of course not. Um, she's like, whatever, I'll go save Zendikar on my own. I don't need you anyway. And Jace apparently has a secret that Nicol Bolas is not actually dead. What? And so Jace kind of has this moment where he's like, I'm going to go to Zendikar because it's, I bet that you could accomplish, like if the Lithomancer's core could quell the royal forever, I bet it could do other really powerful stuff. So oh. I think it's kind of setting up a race between all these planeswalkers for the Lithomancer's core for their own purposes. Whoa. We all know that I'm voting for Nahiri, even though I do like the elementals on Zendikar. Like it is cool. And, but Nissa is like, Oh, they're the, they're the first thing. They're, they're the first living things that ever understood me. And you're like, of course they did. You made them or whatever. I don't know. I like this voice. Wait, did Nissa make every elemental on Zendikar? No, or can she just so. make elementals? That's my big know. question. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to read some and get back to you on okay. that. Um, so huh. that's kind okay. of what's going on. So it's like, yeah, um, you have like the two, the two protectors of guardians of Zendikar, but who both now Different have agendas. opposing agendas. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, and then Jace, who's maybe getting into it for his own interplanar peace ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. That's what's happening. Wow, that it's so much more fun to play with the cards when you know the backstory. Yeah. Well, really cool. I'm glad Wizards has started publishing these little episodes on their website again. Me too. Yeah, and they're totally free on dailyngg.com yeah. if you're go interested read in reading them. Or you can just wait for Megan to give us the next installment. Yep. Because that's how I consume my magic lore <laughs> through my ears. Fair enough. And through drinking candles. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You've entered the Ultra Pro Zone. Yeah. I'm here holding a box of Nachos de los Dioses. Just kidding. I don't know how to say this, but this is a really cool Spanish language set that Judge Rob gifted us. Oh, it's so nice. After his appearance on the show because he won in the background because it is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I was asking myself, what would I trust to keep my cards that are this awesome in. Maria, thank you so much for asking. Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro. You could keep them in these beautiful Liliana sleeves, these beautiful Chandra sleeves. Oh, nice. These adequate to fairy sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know I love to fairy, and this art is actually very cool. Ooh, I think the Chandra ones will go really yeah, good with this. Yeah, it'll go very well with this. Also, you could keep them in this beautiful art alt art ashiok box great um one of the things that i love is that like they have all of the versions of art right yeah. so like these are like the classic like 
last course at Planeswalker Arts. Yes. Um, but then this is like the the beautiful, like cool stonework from um, Theros Beyond Death. Yes. So anyways, Ultra Pro, a great place to go if you are looking to protect your beautiful collection. Protect your investment. And if you want to protect your beautiful collection in something that is itself really cool and will bring you joy. Yeah, and this was just on Arena the other day, Discounted Sleeves special deal. No, I didn't see oh, that. Oh, you didn't? <sighs> Maybe it's still there. Well, at least I have this box. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. That's right. We hope that you have had a really great time. Maybe you're inspired to go put on a sick Card Kingdom hoodie and light up a pumpkin-flavored candle. Drink And really just feel... Feel the fall. Feel the fall course Feel through fall. your body. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm I'm in my element because I'm so, so happy that it's fall. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you can all sense my fall spices flowing <laughs> through the uh, airwaves and out your cat's ears every time yeah. you listen to this. I mean, I, mouth. I am, I'm, you know, Maria is gaining power as we move into fall and I'm losing it because I'm a little summer baby. Um, That's a fun you know, way to think about it. We wax and wane like yeah. the moon. We, we are like the moon. And winter is just, and winter is when there's no moon at all. No moon at all. But we will always be here. Um, thanks in part to everyone who's a patron of the show. Yes. Again, thank you so much for keeping us here, um, whether it's a great time of year or whether it's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you want to make your 2020 a little brighter, quick become a patron at patreon.com yes, slash Discord where you, can, Magic. you know what? Oh, we should make an Among Us part of our Discord oh, so that if yes, people wanted to Among make us. Among Us games. That'd be so fun. Oh, okay. Great idea. Anyways, so consider that. Like, you know, maybe we'll try and make that happen over on yes. our Discord. Yes. What a great group of people to play Among Us. Yeah. Listeners to the show. We have the best community. I'll fight anybody who says they have the best community. Because it's, it's, it's us. It's us. Because it's us. That's the way it is. All right. Big have thanks a good one. to Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro 2. Oh. And yeah. You know, have a have a great Zendikar party, everyone. We're going to talk yes. about Standard next week. And Uro's Ooh, just been banned. Yeah, it'll be so wild. Hopefully a really cool Standard environment to look forward to. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, crossed kids. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs>